Demystifying Divorce, How to Move Your Process Forward. Hi, I'm Paya Coslow, and I'm here today with Wendy Hayes. I'm a family law attorney, and Wendy is a certified divorce financial analyst. We have put together this podcast to give you helpful information to get started, to prepare for an intentional, effective divorce process. Wendy, today we've selected the topic of the benefits of a financial neutral. Can you explain what a financial neutral does and how you go about the the process? Absolutely. So the first thing that I help people to do is to understand what is going to happen with their finances in a divorce scenario. So we need to understand what all of the assets and the debt all are, all of the sources of income and what their expenses are. And then we are going to help them to determine the best way or the most creative way for them to divide their assets and debt and what their budgets are going to be going forward. I also help them to determine child support. And if it's applicable in their situation, I will help them to determine what alimony should look like. And in order to do that, sometimes I get people that come in with the proverbial shoebox, right? They, they don't have a good handle on what their finances are. And then I have a lot of people that are very detailed with their finances. They do have a lot of good information. I just sort through it and put it in the right format to help them to clearly see what they have and help them to make the decisions that will be best for them and their family going forward. And are there typically different options in regard to the division of asset and debt? Are there different scenarios people can consider? There are many different scenarios. I find that many people come in thinking that it's just a 50-50 division of everything, and they think that every single asset and every debt that they have should be divided in half. I don't think I've had an outcome yet where that is how it was actually handled. What I typically do, again, is look at each party that is in the marriage and determine what is their earnings capability, how are they going to be able to take care of themselves going forward, what as far as their assets are concerned, what are the things that are most important to them, and how do we take the assets and help them to be able to move forward in a constructive way. Georgia is an equitable property state, as you know, and that doesn't always mean that a couple is going to divide things 50-50. Sometimes one party may receive more of the assets than the other party based on what their earnings capabilities are. I also look at the liquidity of the assets. So if a party has heavy retirement assets and and one party is going to need some liquidity going forward, I have to look very closely at how I'm going to divide things so that I make sure that the party that needs some cash will be able to have some. Well, from the perspective of a family law attorney, I like what you just said in that there are different options to consider because I found that cases get stuck when people think 50-50 means one result on a balance sheet. When in the process do people come to you? 
It depends. Sometimes they come to me before they go and see an attorney where I find that that happens more often than not are two scenarios. One is that one party is considering the divorce, but they're not certain that they will be able to have a comfortable lifestyle if they go through with it. So they want me to to do my analysis and help them to understand what the possible outcomes will be to give them some sort of comfort that if they do decide to go through with it, that they will be okay. The other scenario that I find often is when couples come to me because they're trying to amicably get through this. And so when that happens, I typically work with them together as a neutral, and we work together to to determine what that division is going to look like, what the child support will be, what the alimony will be, if that's a factor. And then they take all of that work product to an attorney and have them draft their settlement agreement. Do you find that there are frequently topics that there are some that clients are sometimes less educated about, or just are not aware of as they're going to work with you in this process? I do. One of the biggest areas where I feel like people need some understanding relates to retirement benefits. And those can be in uh, employer-sponsored plans such as 401ks or 403bs. Pension plans are a big one. And then there are the privately funded plans such as IRAs or self-employment plans where people are putting into a type of an IRA. And so one thing that many people don't know is that if you're if you're going to divide a an employer sponsored retirement plan, you have to have a special document prepared called a qualified domestic relations order, oftentimes referred to as a quadro. It is each plan is set up a little bit differently. No two plans are exactly alike. I have had people get all the way through the process believing that they will be able to divide certain types of retirement plans only to find out after the fact that that plan is not divisible by a quadro. So as an example, a 403B plan in the state of Georgia is typically through an educational institution and their plan is not divisible by a quadro. So if you thought that that was going to happen and you signed your settlement agreement, you won't be able to access those funds. The only way that you would be able to get them in that scenario is if you drafted your agreement so that your ex-spouse would have to pay you some type of alimony when they start receiving their benefits from that plan. Or alternatively, you give them some other type of asset in exchange for that 403B plan. Another thing that many people don't know is that if you do do a quadro on a 401k plan, at the time that you roll it over into the other party's IRA, you can take a one-time distribution from that 401k so that you will be taxed but not penalized. So if you are the lower wage earner and you need some, some cash to buy a new home or start over again, that is one way that you can tap into that asset to be able to do that. 
Well, again, the pers- from the perspective of a family law attorney, I have really seen, and, and you've noted this, it's very helpful for a couple to come and get a consensus on a marital balance sheet and to have a balance sheet that lists definitively all assets and debts where both spouses know they've looked at the source documents and that the balance sheet indeed represents the world of their assets and debts. Wendy, what are the top three reasons people would find value in hiring a financial neutral? I would say that the first is to help you to gather and document your financial information and prepare the marital balance sheet. The second would be to provide you with clarity and a path forward. And the third would is very important, and that is to make sure that you follow up with the appropriate professional, such as yourself, Paya, that can help them take it to the, the final step. If you'd like more information from us on a topic, we would love to hear from you so we can craft future podcasts. Please contact us. My contact information is at coslolaw.com. And I am at mitchellhayes.net. Thank you.